Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This week, we have Freddie Gibbs, Brian Moses, Dakota Maya, Michael Bisbee. Yes, sir. Diverse crowd, Garrett. Excited, excited to get into it. I mean, a great diverse crowd. Awesome guys. Mm. Freddie Gibbs and Brian Moses. So, you know, the the roast battles at the comedy store are something that were always on when I used to go up there. And for whatever reason, I never went to one of them. Really? And and I always wanted to. Yeah, I was always interested. But, like, there's always other shows going on. A lot of times I'd be up there either for an open mic or which I was trying to get onto, or there would be some other show I wanted to see. And, um, man, after listening to this, I uh, I feel like, did I waste an opportunity? <laughs> not right not waste an opportunity. Let's just make it an opportunity. I'm so excited to watch those guys. Like the they are the most witty dudes. <laughs> Mo- Dude, Moses, unbelievable. Moses is on point, but Freddie's got some good jokes too. This is a completely nice dynamic to see those guys chat. It's great. <laughs> Dude, those you can tell by the way they're talking to the amount of shit right. that they talk to each other. They're not afraid of anything. No, Mo- they're bringing it. Moses up. just lets Freddie be Freddie too, because Freddie's like the swinging dick, more or less. And, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And Moses is like, yeah, I just ride with this cat, and I'm like, that's awesome. Dude, he's a bad motherfucker for sure. He 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 comes. He was coming hard at Joe oh, on this. Podcast. Oh, I love it. I loved it. Mm. I loved it, to be honest. And I don't even think hard. He, he was, I mean, at the end of the day, they were both like. It's all with love. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all with love. And if you can't give your friend shit, I think that there's a certain underlying shit with that topic. But at the same time, there was almost a jab, but I don't think it was a real jab. There was no jabs. It was just, hey, but Joe, you know, I think it seems like a weird thing that you have to almost be on the side at some point but i don't really think that's the way they feel at all you know it seems to me like like the kind of shit that we would hundred percent right it's like if if i heard that you were out causing a scene one night or vice versa and you hear it through the grapevine i mean dude you're gonna you're gonna have like a sit down like we go to lunch or whatever have a few beers and you're gonna call me out on that even if it's fun and it's with love but you're gonna be like bro what what was that i think you almost i think you almost appreciate that more because then you can have that dialogue and you can have that moment you know it's it's good because if you know it's all from love there's no way to lose that sight you know yeah i think there's something to it i'm pretty sure that's why they reached out to rogan to be like hey have us on let's get this covered Like, let's get this sorted out. Because, you know, they were getting some pressure right. from 
from people they knew, and it was reasonable. It was so so. It was good to like, like when he talked about style bender saying what he said at the end of the press conference and how and it like gave him goosebumps and like felt so good. I was like, dude, you know everybody's coming from a good spot in this situation. It was just a framework that had to be done to try and prove a point because somebody was in a bad spot, you know. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, th- this is this is what makes Rogan's show great, in my opinion. Agreed. Other shows aren't going to do this, right? You even take a show that is, you know, anything on Fox News, or you take like a, a liberal, even comedy show like Bill Meyer. I mean, he's not bringing on somebody that that could potentially hate against them. I think, and and I'm not saying these guys would, but like you know, bring that up. Like he's gonna, a lot of these guys are just gonna be like, okay, look, this is TV. We, there are certain things we don't talk about. Don't bring it up. It 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 didn't seem like Rogan had that talk at all. Anything they these guys wanted to bring up was was free. I don't think that that would free game. I don't think that would. I kind of think that would like be disingenuous to the whole Rogan brand. I think he values himself on the fact that everything he does is genuine and not pre-thought out. It's it's here I am and this is what I have to say. And that's what people find a lot. That's, Dude, then you know, that's why people find value. Braver than me. That's why people find value in that. It's cuz it's like I I I'm I'm no, I'm I don't want to hide. I want to say what I have to say and I will fuck up from time to time and when I do I'll come back and let you know that I fucked up and I want to I want to make that better. That's part of life. I mean, that's that's that should be the idea, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm totally with you, but I mean, it's braver than me, right? For sure. If if I had like let's for example, The Beast is on Rogan next week, right? Which is technically this week, but we won't review it till next week. And he's talking about what it takes to build a YouTube channel and like send something viral. Right, so I was listening to that a bit today, and not to get onto that, but just take the same thought process. It's like when you're trying to make a show good, like there are pressures that you'll put on yourself, and during times of probably a lot of conflict, conflict and media pressure, you you're gonna skip some things. I mean, he can Rogan can interview whoever the fuck he wants, bro. He could just bring people on that won't bring up any of this shit right. and just kind of like skirt the board until it all calms over. It's almost like he just went full board right. into like, all right, let's bring everyone on right. that can just cover this <laughs> Ter- shit. Ter- Ter- it's a weird dynamic though too because the way he completely avoided it and then like, he, he's like, I said sorry, I'm moving on. <clears throat> I think they were talking about it too. It's like once you say sorry, you're forever condemned. It's such a weird thing. It's like if you acknowledge where you went wrong, people just hang on to that. It's it's an interesting thing. It's like, hey, man, I, I said what I did. I admitted it. I acknowledged it. Can we please move on? I think he did that with or without the support of all the other people, which is uh, which which makes him that much stronger. He's like, I got my family. I got my friends. I got the people around me that care about me. That's what matters. I'm not going to worry about all these other outside influences that dictate my thought process and how I speak to media and everybody. It's like, I know who's around me and I, and I, I stand fast in my character, which is commendable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, even if you take one of your lunatic friends that does something 
the UC is crazy and then he apologizes to the group. It's like, hey, you're on you're on probation for a yeah, month. Yeah, you like even your friends are like going to hold you. Which which is it. fair. Which is fair. To s- which is what I think this yeah. is. I think this is what this was. That's and it's reasonable. Right. And the backlash is this, right? He talks about posting that uh Seagal CNN joining Ukraine, <laughs> like the whole right, thing. Right, right, right. And then he's like, shit, I fucked up. I mean, dude, I must have looked at four or five articles that just were entitled Joe Rogan spreading misinformation oh, again I, about <laughs> Ukraine. And I'm like, slow down, bro. <laughs> what, what, is, what is the worst that can happen in the world if people think that's true for like a day? <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny I, to think, and and he is he is truly a wild animal, bro. I don't know how long that guy was a cop for before I found out he was a sheriff somewhere and he had his own sheriff show. It's like he does some wild things. Funny you say that because on the top of my notes it was Steven Seagal gets outed by Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I wanted to talk about, but you hopped into it. Yeah, that's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Rogan's just a big fan of old Steven Dude, Seagal movies, so he's just excited. What, to talk I about mean, it. the only it's interesting that he mentions that. I remember sitting in my cousin's house in his like basement watching the movie where Steven Seagal just picks up that like cue ball, throws it in that sock, and just like whips the piss out of everybody in their domes. Do you remember that, Dave? Dave, <laughs> there is no doubt if you grew up in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> And you were into action movies. You were into Steven Seagal movies. No way around it. He, dude, Under Siege holds up. (laughs) I watched it the other day just to do it. I was like, I remember really liking this movie. Was it terrible? (laughs) It was not terrible. It's a good. It was not terrible. If you're if you're beating people up with cue balls too, I mean that's. And and he's like a legit. I can't remember. He not said judo. I think it was another kind of. No, it's Aikido. Aikido, that's right, where you're just like whip, yeah, he does Aikido. whipping people. No, dude, he was legit. He he was, I think, one of the first Westerners <laughs> allowed into Japan to open a dojo for whatever reason. I don't know how he managed it, but, I mean, that was a big deal back in the day because it was only, you know, Japanese senseis only. So that's how they that did it. That is ironic. So, uh, can I ask? Can yeah, I ask you a question? I mean, not to segue immediately from that, but as far as from the Ukraine standpoint yeah. comes, have you have you read this meme that the, the Ukraine guy that's over there holding his gun with the selfie? He was an actor that like specifically wrote this whole thing up. Have you read this, or am I just making this up? No. Oh, I haven't heard this at <laughs> all. Apparently, that hit us with it. Uh, well, I mean, the Ukraine, I, I don't know if you call him president or prime minister, like he he specifically kind of like wrote this whole narrative and somehow like put himself in that position as the president. And now he's an actor acting as if that's why it's uh, one of those things. Oh, you know, last night I did watch a 2020 on on the invasion. Right. What was that on? It was like shit. Hulu, maybe. I don't know, one of the streaming things. And it briefly did talk about... But he was an actor anyway. And I'm pretty sure that's, like, probably quite a common dialogue in their country. Like, Russian invasion. So, yeah, but he did play the president in a show. And now... But here's the thing, right? He's an actor, bro. And 
I don't care how good you are in a movie. If you're if you're suddenly in that position, your family has to leave, and dude, I'm sure they the Russians know what building he's in. How would they not know? Would they? Does he keep having to move around? Like they must know, and they haven't blown him up. So it's still brave as fuck what he's doing. I we were. Ha- it seems to be pretty brave. I I can I can I'll double down on that. That said. We had this conversation yesterday. Do you think that people are inherently evil that control countries? Or are you just do, or are okay. you just doing a job? Yes, Garrett, we did have this conversation yesterday, but as you will remember, it went way off the rails and it turned into just like not a yelling fest, but but like a chaos conversation. Why, so I, I, wa- I don't know. That's why I want to rec. I want to recap right here in a very soft m- monotone. I don't know how to recap that, man. Well, I just it's, I'm curious. I don't. I don't think that people are born. Okay, evil, I would say. All right, that. if that's uh, but people could turn close to evil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I, where Where do you stand? I. The, I no, there's no. No screaming. This time. There's nothing more than I can say than what you just said was completely rational. I cannot be more on your team with that. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Are we good? It was different than what you were saying. Well, yesterday. I do think that outside sources can dictate relationships and behaviors after the fact, but the inherent. That's why I think like when you like I think about it from like a puppy standpoint, like if, like a puppy comes out the womb. However, that like first little interaction, if the mom's loving, it's probably going to be I don't know. This might be far fetched, but it's I think what happens to you after the fact probably has a lot more impact on what decisions and what behaviors and how you approach situations and how you treat people. It's probably dictated more on what's happened to you in the past. True, but what the fuck has that got to do with puppies? Uh, I feel like if you kick a puppy, it's not going to fucking react as well if you give it a hug. Why did you? Why that example, though? You just asked me the puppy dynamic. I'm trying to give you one. What? You said puppy. Well, I, I think that that's the thing about dogs is that they they only know love or and and that's all they know it's either what wolves wolves are dogs they don't only know love wolves are savage see now that's a good question if you put a wolf in a in a place where you feed it every time aren't cats feral all up until you feed them all the time and and couldn't couldn't my dog rip my face off at any given time if she wanted to Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of think I see where you're going with this. Back to Putin. Back to Putin. <laughs> Back to Putin. All right. So we got nuclear war potentially, right. and this also comes back to something they were talking about: natural disasters. Now, living in in, and then they talked about like the whole human race getting wiped out by that volcano. I think that's an important thing that Joe often brings up, even though it's like, oh, this is a thing from the past, but it's like. I think he's just bringing up the fact that, hey, occasionally, you know, it only takes a little bit of an interference in, like, the status quo of the planet, and we are massively thrown off our game. And I live here near Yellowstone, and if this bitch blows, (laughs) 
we all know what's happening there. That's the whole world ending. But you know what I mean? It's like, look, COVID threw us off, bro. COVID. So imagine what would happen if nukes would drop. Imagine what would happen if a giant volcano went off. Like, we have basically zero resistance. Well, I like that. I like, I like the way he describes it. It's just like a thin veneer. But we're all so confident that it's always going to be here. It's always going to work out. Everything's perfect. And, and, and when we start thinking that way, we can develop all these other problems. My, Ama- my, mm-hmm. my Amazon order didn't show up today. It's like, bro. Oh, are <laughs> you doing okay? Are you going to be okay? You going to be all right? Oh. It's like once you start putting things. You gonna- <laughs> I, I, I mean, my, I'm telling you right now, I slipped and fell on my wrist hurts right now. And I even say that to my buddy who's about to have a baby. We're sitting in the sauna and he's like, oh, my liquid cash, this, that, the other. And I'm like, imagine everything. And then like you break your wrist and then you're like, oh, yeah. I do have all that money. I just I just want to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot of it does come back to that. And it's it's not so much the thing of like a gratitude list of whatever, but it's like okay, let's look at it from a different point of view. Let's look at it from what do you do if this crazy shit does happen? I I and when it really blows up, like what are your moves? Does anyone have like the like, think of all the books you have in your house. And I have a lot of books. I love reading. I have a lot of books. But when I look at them and I think of, like, some cl- cataclysmic event, I'm like, these books are fucking useless. <clears throat> I agree with you. And I, I, on that same accord, I want to ask you, I don't even, I, if you asked me where the Ukraine was on a map, I, I couldn't tell you and I feel bad about it. I know Nancy Pelosi said it's somewhere close to Russia and it's smaller and Russia's stronger. I don't know if you guys saw that video, but. I, well, it sounds like she knows she, more than she you knows do. Way, she knows <laughs> way more than me. But I will say that there's been a lot of moments of late. I don't know. It, it, maybe it's just the situation, the media, whatnot. I'm like, I wonder what it's like for these people in Ukraine right now. Like I, 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 you have to think about it, dude. It sucks. Fucking. Like, and we're sucks. trying to, we're like, trying to put our. Do you see the videos of little kids walking across the border? Dude, we're worried about what the hell is going on in California and Bozeman, and these kids are. Uh, it's like, I don't know how to put it in words. I don't know how to put it in perspective, and I feel shallow for not knowing, and it bothers me. Well, but it's, it's something that, you know people are talking about i mean it's it's brutal and uh okay so let's see ukraine is kind of to the left of russia so it's like mostly in europe it's above the black sea it's quite big it's quite big it's big it's probably looks as big as france so it's a big place I mean, obviously, Russia's way bigger, but... I, I, did, I will say something about what Freddie said. He goes, it's interesting watching white people fight white people. We haven't seen that in a while. Or ever, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> they, well, that's a great... That's a very... Yeah, that's a funny joke. <laughs> I mean, not even a... F- for black people. They're like, that's... That, it is a funny He joke. goes, you, you know shit's hit the fan if white people are hitting, fighting white people. He's like, well, that's never been the case. Dude, these guys are, let's not forget, they are brilliant comics. So they're going to hit that comedy. Even in, 
Like, but here's the thing: when is the best place to have good comedy? When we're when we're faced with some of the most tense issues you can imagine. Right. Like, God bless them. Those guys were brilliant. They not only came at Rogan on his own show, but they fucking called out everything they saw. Those guys aren't afraid of it. I want to go to the. Ro- it's in Austin now. Yeah, we need to go to the Rose. Dude, I'm a I'm a huge a huge What's, fan of we're, these guys for sure. I knew them a little bit before, but now that I've saw them on here, I'm like I have to watch a roast battle. And we got to get out there and let them roast us. I think no, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. that's not how it works. It doesn't work well, like that. You don't stand up and make. No, that's why you can only have three white claws max. No, I just feel like if I show up, you could make fun of me very easily just by seeing me. Is my point? Yeah, yeah, that's like I, that I don't have to say anything. You can just look at me and be like, "God, this is a thousand jokes ready to happen." You know, one thing that Joe talked about that I liked, and they were talking about podcasting and like how big a show got, and he said something that that made me think about like the way we do this show and i i said it briefly with you before but before this but he said that um it is a conversation like a relaxed one and one that he would just have chilled out with his buddies but it's also kind of like a guided conversation for entertainment and i never really thought about it that way i always thought that he was so free doing it It was like how he would talk in front of somebody else regardless which is probably true but it does add that little bit of um, thought about the listener. You know what Agreed. I mean? <coughs> Here, like he makes him wear the headphones, for example, which which we barely right. do ever. But it's like, oh, they you shouldn't talk over each other because people listening <laughs> are gonna hate it. And also, now he has the cough button, which sounds like a, a very expensive addition. But you know, he's a baller; he can do it. And then, um, you know, just the fact that it is entertainment. So it's like, oh, when you're telling a story, it's not just like me and you in line at Starbucks talking to each other while we're waiting for our latte. It's, it's like there's, there's, there's more people than just us paying attention. So at least put some effort into it in that right. sense. And really that, I, I mean, I've listened to, I mean, as many rogan podcast as you can imagine that's it was just interesting to me it was like the first time i'd heard that and i wonder how useful that is to think of in many of the stories that you tell in your life even if you're just in a room with like two other people and you're like okay i'm just like explaining what i got up to on the weekend or you know just to put like that little bit of effort into like making it more interesting and i only bring that up because i hung out with one of my friends the other day and it was one of the most boring (laughs) conversations i've ever heard and I just thought, you know, I don't want to be like the entitled guy that's like, oh, you got to entertain me. Like, I definitely don't want that. But like, at least try. It had barely had a middle. And I was worried about it ever having an end. And I just didn't know where the conversation was going. And I'm just like, hey, dude, you could uh, <laughs> you could focus some entertainment in this. I don't think that's unreasonable. Well- I try to that, do that. If that I being said, let's pick and choose the uh, like climactic moments in our life to share with our friends that we feel like might either be impactful or like substantial to make them generate a little bit more creativity or something in their own mind. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Exactly. Pick your pick your stories. <laughs> you know, pick. Try yeah. to don't be like, oh, I went to Seven <laughs> Eleven. 
couldn't believe how much coconut water is. Uh, I'm like, I didn't. I don't please. care. Save those. Save those. Save those. <laughs> yeah, you you did better stuff than that. The last thing I want to hit on with uh, the Freddie Gibbs one is Rogan talking about selling the rock sperm. Mm. There was a lot of articles about that too. And look, they're like controversial podcast host Rogan talks about the rock selling his sperm. Bro, could you fucking argue against that? How many women will buy his sperm? One million, one a million a drip. <laughs> Just, it's the rock. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Hart's very popular, but that's going to be very, it's going to be harder. So, what is the rock? What, I mean, this is no disrespect to the rock, but I, I'm curious without tests. What does the Rock and his dad look like? I know they're crazy Samoan monster dudes, but they're probably a hundred pounds less each, yeah. Uh, the Rock's dad, dude. The Rock's dad was, I think, also a. Yeah, a he was a hundred percent. Yeah, dude, he was a tank too. Guaranteed. Yeah, I seen. I know. I can picture him in my head. All right, I'm just making sure because Brogan always talks about how the Rock's still on test. He has. I mean. I don't know how he's bigger than you. It's crazy. What do you mean, bigger than no, Rogan? You, well, he's like no, a foot no. Like I was talking about you, bud. Oh well, <laughs> I have terrible genetics. I don't know what to tell you. I don't have rock genetics, bro. If I had rock genetics, I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast with you, you idiot. All right, Rock's dad. Let me look. He at looks identical. He no, looks identical. Me. Dude, yeah, he's a tank. His head is ginormous. His chest is massive. Dude, he's basically the rock with an amazing muscle. Correct. I almost think that the rock's dad's arms are bigger than the rock's Potentially. arms. Dude, yeah. That's that's superior DNA. <laughs> superior DNA. The guy's a savage. You're not wrong. And, let's be fair, he's come a long way on the movie end. Like, he came in early, and we're like, are you seriously making movies? You know how people are. We want to judge, like, these WWE guys, and we're like, oh, God, here we go. Real quick, dude, he's hustled himself. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. <laughs> he's really... Whoa. <laughs> That's the guy's name, dude. You're right. Don't even think about putting a you're, clip together on that you'd have to snip that hard no that is outrageous you're, you're right you're right he's a champion i love the guy he's the big he's the oh. biggest movie star on the planet just shy of kevin hart just so we give kevin hart his love i think dave i i, I know bless i him. still gotta say dave Chappelle is the most influential oh did you see but hold on hold on did you see um kevin hart and chris rock going on tour no that'll be great Yep, that was a quick post. That was a quick post. All right, let's jump over to the Dakota Maya one. Uh, Garrett is very excited about this, and he called me about this, so I have no idea where he's going to go and what direction, <coughs> but I feel like he's going to get revved up real fast. Um, I, don't have, I, don't yeah. have, I don't have that revved up in my body. I, <coughs> I just want to – he started out – let's just go ahead and give a huge shout-out to Dakota. He's – a friggin' champion in all aspects of life, and he inspires me more than like a lot of people I've ever heard on Rogan. He's one of those guys that is so self-reflective and so thoughtful 
and has gone through so much and it allows him such an opportunity to have such a good perspective on life. I mean, the guy was a Marine. <laughs> he just started being an EMT and a firefighter when he came back. He's got two daughters. He went through a divorce. He got a Medal of Honor after coming back. And not, I mean, I, I want to get into that conversation, but... <clears throat> He's he's just a champion, man. I, he he brought tears in my eyes just listening to him, and it's such a it's such a refreshing thing to hear a good person like that. And he's part of Jocko's team. He knows Dave. He's part of the whole squad. It's just like these are the people that we need to be listening to. These are the these are the individuals that that need to be impacting us. As, as far as I'm concerned, like they're the people that I want to keep on keeping up with because it seems like they're always trying to move forward. They're always trying to find what's the best thing in life and how do we take care of each other and how are we all I don't know, get to me choked up, but I I don't know how are we all one more or less and he he always beats that up and I, I i love him for it dude that might be the most profound and least stupid thing you've ever said <laughs> i love that <laughs> you, what was inspiring to me about him is he came in heavy on the he didn't come in with like oh i have giant balls i'm a no, badass i kill everyone energy which and not to take anything away from the other seal guys that come on i mean they are badass so good tell us about we want to hear these great stories right. but coming in with the struggles and the depression and the anxiety and the potential suicide and the feelings complete hum com like opening up with that was like that was a new spin for me i did not expect it Dude, complete humility never loses that's the thing I wish that we could associate that in so many other aspects of our lives, relationships, friendships. I mean, <laughs> politics. Who, who knew? If you could ever have humility in that, who knew where we would be? It's, uh, it's <clears throat> You did talk about the importance of purpose, Cur uh, right? That being like a very important thing, like finding his purpose through his journey right. was what made him kind of survive i guess right. right and he's saying that like most people are just paying bills right. right so so that question being said and you're on the spot what's your purpose garrett uh <clears throat> i don't want to make it a generalization but it, i always think my purpose is to be a light for others and and improve by example the things that i do and and, and i fuck up a lot like a lot but at the end of the day, I know I'm a good person, and I know that <clears throat> I always ask God to just be a light. And a person that somebody can look to if they're having a difficult time and know that I have a lot of difficult times. But in order for me to <clears throat> feel like when he was talking about the, the more shit you... Dude, you are, you are really getting choked up with this, I, I love this. I, I've never seen this from you. Well, I, I just Ever. feel like the more stuff that you've been through, it allows you to feel that much more. And I and I don't mean that in any ego way whatsoever. It's just like if you see a lot of shit, it allows you to feel that much more for other people. Dude, he... Hey, man. I love you, brother. All right? I, 
I've a big thing that he said, right, that really hit me was like he talked about like the struggle, right? And the struggle is what makes the people. But there was something else I heard in there, and I don't know if I'm just making up that this narrative, but I couldn't help it. I was like I heard him say that and I thought the struggle is what makes you care about other people. That's I that's what resonated so much to be honest. It seems to be the most true thing. Like, they even brought up trust fund kids on this, like, as a joke, right? Oh, if you're a trust fund kid, then blah, blah, blah. And then we know spoiled brats, and we know, like, kind of maybe immature people. A lot of times it does seem like the the thing they have in common is lack of struggle, which really results in a lack of giving a shit about other people. So, So it can't be a coincidence that these people go off and they fight these wars that we can't even imagine. And they come back and have, like, this overwhelming empathy for all people. Dude, he comes... Like, not just their family and the rest of it. They don't come back as, like, savages that want to beat us up in the bar. Even if before they left for the military, they were the tough guy bullies that even Jocko has talked about. He was like, look, man, I was either going to eat any bad stuff or be, like, an aggressive dude. But I went and did this, and then I saw these, like, heinous things. I come back, and, you know, now I just want to fucking help people. He even talks about, he's like, if I ever get in a fight, the first thing I could do is run away. And that's Jocko, like, the toughest fucking dude that I could. Dude. (laughs) Dude. Man. Look. (laughs) Look, I think the sentiment is there, but I I, <laughs> I feel like Jocko would just growl at yeah. you and you will shit your pants and then run away yourself. But I, I love what he's saying. Like it it's an important lesson for most people and I think if most people adopted that, they wouldn't look back and be like, Oh, I fucked that up. They'd be like, Oh, thank God like, that I'm safe and got away. <sighs> And this doesn't make me more enlightened or anything because I deal with this, and I think we all do on a daily basis, that goes back and forth between ego and humility. And it's like, what if fucking humility was like 70% ego is 30% as opposed to ego being like 80% and humility hopefully being 20%. Can you ima- can you imagine where this world would be? Like if you just had... Dude, imagine... Imagine if we had, like, a new type of Fitbit, right? So instead of it recording your heartbeat or whatever, it just measures, like, where your ego is at. And you just set it. You're like, I don't want to go above 30%. And it just starts beeping once you start telling your friends how cool your car is. Go help somebody. And it's just like, beep, beep, beep. Go help somebody now. Yeah, it's like, how about tip the waitress and be nice and don't complain about how long it took Go bronze. pick up that piece of trash or open that door or help that old lady or, 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 or do, just do something nice, man. That's that might. Can we put that? Can we put that in the metaverse? Dude, I wish I wish I had that reminder. And I'm like, dude, I'm guilty of this every week. Like there there are multiple times a week that I'm just like something will happen. And I'm just like, motherfucker, will you hurry up? mostly mostly i keep it just into myself like i keep it quiet but like it still happens and i'm just like son of a bitch (laughs) like it is not a big deal i don't even have anywhere to be right here's the i I have plenty of time to wait for this it's gonna be fine you're okay and i don't want to pat you on the back but the idea that you can reflect on that is the first step 
You know what I mean? Like if, if you can have humility and look back on a situation and been like, how could I be better? I don't think we're always going to make the right decision in the moment. That's like, that's, that's, that's far fetched. And that's incredibly optimistic, which I want to keep doing. But in order, I, I think you might adjust your next behavior. If you have that moment, if you're like, Oh shit, I remember that moment. Now I might not do this in this moment. Dude, in a lot of ways, I thank podcasting for right. that. Because when I when I sit down to do this, and you can tell by all the haters that that give us comments, it's like I just I'm just gonna say what happened in my right. week on top of the reviews. Like I'll bring things in that I recently thought about on that. I'm I'm not gonna hide right. it, and I really try not to pretend that I'm doing anything other than I'm actually doing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Right? If I think it, like, th- this is as far as I've evolved. This is March 8th, 2022. Right. So if someone brings up something I said <laughs> 10 years from now, I'm like, dude, I'm only as good as I am today. I'm, just tr- I'm doing my well, best. I <laughs> promise. I really am trying. It's not perfect. I'm trying. I think. How heartbreaking was it to hear that, what was it, like four times as many people? Have commit suicide that were, were in uh, in the military have got, that have died Go from actually going. Man, that's I, I thought yeah. I I think about that a lot, man. Since he said that, I've literally that's crossed my mind multiple times. It's like, where's the cost benefit ratio on this situation? If we're killing our own people to try and justify other people, I, I, it's a it's a tough question man i don't know what the right answer is i don't think there is a right answer but it's a weird thing to try and play the world police all the time i think yeah you know yeah i just wish look okay so let's say look i don't know enough about global politics or anything but let's just say they're gonna do the government's are gonna do this shit whether we like it or not hopefully it's not always us other countries will do it and then we have to get involved but God damn it, man, I want better resources for these guys when they right. get back. Like, I, I don't care what, like, the fact that they're, like, slowly going into, like, psilocybin therapy. Um, uh, what is the other one? What's that Mexican one called that they go down to Mexico uh, for? Not, is it not DMT? Ab- Abigain? Ibogaine. Ibogaine. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care how illegal the government has decided it is. If it works, you need to skip yeah. that hole real fast. <laughs> if it makes it like if people are killing themselves, you need to get over this shit. Let them try it and figure out afterwards if it's yeah. Bad. We'll decide later. And here's the thing: what's crazy about it is like we haven't, we're not hearing about suicides from ibogaine and no. psilocybin. No. So, what are you thinking about not having this therapy? Let's table like, the idea. If we can, if no, 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 if we can have like. Like, uh, what do, what do they call, like, an emergency science thing? An emergency yeah. response well, science thing for COVID? Act, we yeah. definitely should have it for these drugs. I mean, without a doubt. <laughs> it's so interesting, too. And I, I, I don't even want to talk about COVID, but here we are with the Ukraine-Russia war, and you would have never known COVID happened. You just never would have known it. I know. Nobody's nobody's gonna be too worried about no. masks. Look, I'm sure nobody's wearing masks in the Ukraine mm-hmm. right now. They they've got way bigger fish right. to fry. Way bigger fish. What what are your thoughts on things like ibogaine and then followed up by DMT. the 
uh, DMT, 5-MeO, and like that type of experience. I was going to ask. Because uh, I want to do I was, it, bro. I'm going to do I want to do, do it for sure. I was going to ask you the same question. I mean, I know you and I have both gone through some fairly traumatic situations in our life. We all have. So forever anyone to p- compare anything to anybody else is just naive and silly. But uh, I think there's some deep thoughts and some and, and some stuff that we keep close to ourselves that maybe or maybe we don't share. We probably sh- share it like in our deepest, darkest, drunkest, whatever fucking moment sometimes. But the idea that you could explore it and kind of acknowledge it and bring it to the table. I mean, I've done it with mushrooms and other stuff. Like I've given some serious thought, but I, I'm more than happy to try other things like at the end of the day, I just want the most optimum life for myself and the people around me. And if, if, if there's an option to try something, I mean, what, what the hell are we talking about? Abigail and DMT, not to compare it to friggin' Coca-Cola and fucking McDonald's, but can't be much worse for you. I don't think. I mean, it's gotta be, (laughs) you would think you would think, yeah, one's one's legal and definitely bad for you, and one is illegal and potentially way better right. for you. I mean, he said his anxiety attacks stopped. There, is that something we should ignore? Like, is that is that just anecdotal? Is this just one person? I mean, surely the people that deal, like in the government and the military or the VA that deal with this could be like, yeah, we should probably look at how good, how like if that works, let's fucking, I want to say how good of a friend, but like he must've felt some kind of way to be like, yo dude, I set you up. You're going down there. Remember his buddy was the one that set him up for the Ibogaine treatment. He he Mm -hmm. goes, you're headed down there. And he was like, well, once he said that, I just went ahead and did it. And he was, like, I was kind of disappointed in him because it brought all this new shit to light. And then he's like, and then I had to do the DMT, and it kind of all came together. And for people on the outside listening to that, even me, me and you are outsiders, but at least we're open-minded to the fact that if he tells me that it worked for him, I could imagine it may or may work for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, just his internal dialogue of like the amount of pressure that he's put on himself. I mean, it's, it's so interesting to think when people are like, Oh, that's just a mindset. Right, right. right. But then, but then the rebuttal and I've done it too. Lots of times I'm like, yeah, but I am a loser. I was gonna, I was so, so like, you know, and you can look at your circumstances and the rest of it. But it, I mean, this guy was a Navy was seal and he still feels like he hasn't done enough. He's let people <laughs> down. And it, it just is one of those things. It's like, is anyone really ever, like, in that situation where they feel like they're not good enough? Or is it always just a reflection of mindset? I mean, what an interesting position for him to be in. I, I mentioned that earlier on, but to come home and get a medal of honor after losing his men. He's, they, they talk about that. He, always, he was talking about the self-hate he had from that, and it's like... What he's like that was like mental jujitsu to come home and be rewarded after I felt like I just let everybody down. It's got to be a c- complete mind fuck, you know. Dude, those are the moments when I'm listening to a podcast or a show, and it's like you know, often you just there and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. I yeah, I totally relate <laughs> right. to that. I hear something like that, and I'm like, ah, yeah, no can't idea. figure it. <laughs> I can't imagine right. how fucking weird that right. would feel. That's how I felt, you know. It's like if someone 
it, and it, it, it probably adds to how difficult it is for people like him to talk to regular folks about right. this because they're just not going to understand that kind of right. trial, right? It's like, what would I say? Let's say I'm sat with him and he said that to me, and I'm just like, oh, mm. you're right, dude. That seems crazy. <laughs> I know what, that, I know what that's like, like. I can't even relate <laughs> to that. Not a, I, not a right? And you obviously, you know, your goal is always you want to make the person you're talking to feel better about themselves, but you couldn't even begin to relate I mean, to that. Like, here's your award, and that happened. And all, your, be- and all your best friends are dead. Not all of them, but the vast majority of them. Cool story, man. He's like, I would have cool. given my, I mean, I know that's the way we are with our circle of friends. It'd be like, I just wish I was the one that didn't have to get that medal. <laughs> I think in in some ways, and Joe, you know, Joe didn't hit him with like, oh, here's the answer to that, and this is how you right. should feel, right? He just, he, just, he waited for yeah. him to bring up the fact that like, why do I deserve to be on Rogan? Right. And Rogan goes, why do you deserve mm-hmm. not to be? Why do I deserve to talk right. to you? And then Rogan did stop him and say, hey, man, I like that way of thinking, right. like, why why do you deserve this pass? Like all this path you know there's no point in going down that I think road. that like it, it's not gonna serve oh, you like it may sound humble but it also might just be undeserving and might not be just useful ho- and I I thought that was a really interesting mm-hmm. thought to be just honest. hopefully that's not a permanent behavior that's just like maybe a moment in time that's passing at that moment where you're like this is how i feel right at this moment i don't necessarily well it's probably very surreal to like get on i was gonna say right to sit there chat with him like to him it's normal but like but you got to remember to him he's also only interviewing people he wants to fucking talk to (laughs) and joe is like dude i want you here like it's you're as deserving as dude, anything. It's just, dude, that, <coughs> it's just a big moment for the. I know people. we're gonna jump on that. Uh, that rock story that he tells will never, ever leave my mind, for as long as I live. What one is Where that? he literally had to bash that dude's face with a bludgeoned rock when he came up behind him on his last podcast. Oh yeah, from the last podcast. I mean, I, that, that might have been over a year ago and that story is still completely vivid in my mind that I wasn't even there. Dude, it's it's so vivid. <laughs> I remember where I was in Santa Monica when right. I heard that. I was at the end of my street on Raymond Drive. I was at the top of it and I was like looking at this like bush at my neighbor's place and I was thinking Holy shit. I, I don't know why I was stood there, but I was just thinking, what I like today is like a beautiful day. The weather mm-hmm. is great. It's easy as fuck to live here once you get set up. It's Neverland. And there's people out there having to go through yeah. that. I didn't know what to think of it, to be honest. Other than, oh my God, how the fuck does he. How, how does he even process I, that? I don't know. But this is why these guys are fucking warriors and champions and should be celebrated, hands down, because they that happened to them. These kind, these kind of 
That's these not kind of stories, if, if 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 you're ever having a down moment or having a, a down day, I know it's easier to say, but it's like just remember, thank you. Like, I always just try and say thank you because you think about those moments in other people's lives that you can't really even fathom. <clears throat> just just take those little memory lanes where you're like, oh yeah, that guy just didn't turn his blinker on, or they fucked up my coffee. It's like, ah, oh, you might want to keep it all, keep it all in a little bit, keep it all <laughs> yeah. in perspective. Yeah, they do say like don't do comparisons because it like will make you sad. But also, I think there are some useful comparisons. I think so, it's like, yeah, you're not you're not having a pick of a rock today <laughs> for the worst thing you could Couldn't imagine. Even fathom, like that's I think that's right? reasonable. That's a reasonable thing to like just run through your brain, especially if you're getting really worked up about something. It's like I okay. agree. All right, dude, that guy's a legend. I'm a big fan. Let's jump over to Michael Bisbee. Dude, this guy reminds me of you. Why? <laughs> no, I just thought his behavior and how he acts, and I could see the three of us kicking it for sure. Michael Bisbee is a legend, legend, man. A legend in the UFC. He's been around forever. Won Ultimate Fighter 3. Has a new documentary coming out about him, which I will definitely mm-hmm. watch. I mean, the things he's done, how hard he battled, how he lost his eye, like destroyed his knees. I mean, he put everything on the line. And on top of that, he's always been like a serious shit talker and an ultimate character in yes, the UFC. Sir. I mean, he's fought so many incredible guys. I mean, Vitor Balfour, um, GSP, yeah. obviously. I mean, um, the, I mean, just the did list goes did, on, dude. I mean, he just fought every. Did he do ten fights with that fake knee? Did he say that he did ten fights with with some kind of detrimental situation? Dude, I'm pretty sure he was like blind in one yeah. eye the whole time he was fighting in the he UFC. Pulled it out on the show. Did you see it's that? Like, he just like yanked it out and, and and showed him, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, I didn't watch the video. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> that was a quick pop out, pop back in. But he was talking about how he would like, he would wave God. his fingers on the side of his head so he didn't know if it was there, and then like he would have to do it in front. Uh, so thank God for one eye, huh? Dude, just like think how terrible we are mm. in boxing, and then one of us has to close our eyes and then right. we box. The other one is going to be so much right. better. With no skills. So you've got the best guys in the world punching and kicking you in the head and you can't see out of an eye and you still win the fucking championship. Right. What what are you made uh, of? A lot. It was funny. It was, I think he made reference to the fact that he couldn't wrestle with one eye, but the guy with no legs could, could wrestle. And I, he wasn't being critical or trying to make any kind of funny jokes. It was just an interesting thing that if you didn't have one eye, you could. But the one dude had no legs, and they still let him wrestle. Oh, did you see that oh, video? that guy's a no? monster. I think he went to ASU. He went to ASU. I, I believe. Dude. Well, I didn't know what it was, right? I was just watching it randomly. It just popped up on Instagram. And, you know, you don't read the captions and shit. You just watch right. the video. And everyone's jumping around, like, losing <laughs> their minds. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. This high school kid 
won no, one wrestling no, no, fight, no. and his parents are so kid's proud. A, kid's a monster. Dude, the, I looked this up <laughs> later. Yeah, this kid fucks people Murders. up. Terrorist. Right. He, if he got anywhere near 100%. you, he'd yeah. flip you over. <laughs> oh, dude. No chance. Yeah, it would be a disaster. Choke you out dead. Easy. God, that's got to make you, that's got to give you those moments where you're just like, okay, I've got an excuse today. I didn't want to go to the gym this morning, but he was, he I was, ado- he was adopted to just by the way, I believe is part of the story on top of everything else. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Dude. You didn't want to go to the gym and then you saw him. Okay. So yeah, the, like Joe talks about this, you're given, you're given a, a shitty deck of cards and I'm taking nothing away from him. Right. But like that's. He, you know, he's got he's got a couple of cards in that hand that aren't ideal. And my God, did he capitalize on the ones Holy he shit. had. That's really inspiring. I'm kind of, uh, like, annoyed they didn't give him a shout-out. They didn't say his name. And <laughs> Let's we look, look him up? up. Let's look him up. Let's give him a shout-out on the Let's look him up. tiny platform that we have. Which, by the way, thank you all for being part of our tiny platform. All right, what was he, a state champ? You said ASU. Can you still hear me? No? Can we take Damn. a pause real quick? I don't know what happened. My phone just turned off. Can you still hear me? Hello. I'm still there. Yeah, uh, I lost you. State st- champ. Okay, what's his name? Um, Adonis Lamia. Right. Oh, Latimia. Latimia. He went to it. Won the state class 106 pound wrestling championship Saturday. Latimia was born without a right leg, and his left leg only goes to the middle of his thigh. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, he also only has one functioning arm. I think what? he only has one. I I I, I think what? he only has one finger too. To be honest, dude, dude, get the fuck out of here! Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, missing a leg, half of the other leg, one functioning <laughs> arm. Oh my Unreal. god! Uh, what a fucking Unreal. champ! Unreal. Jesus! Imagine his mental strength. Imagine his mental strength, dude. What does it even take to be, like? How is that even possible, uh, dude? That gets me. That gets, gets me, me a pumped. little ch- choked me. up thinking. It's like how? Yeah, yeah, you know? right. That's like the most beautiful thing I've heard all week. To like, be honest, other than you crying <laughs> earlier on the podcast, uh, uh, that was pretty, pretty emotional. I, I feel some stuff from time to time, but. <laughs> All right, let's take a, a sharp but necessary left turn on this. They brought up Cain Velasquez uh, on that one. I was going okay. to ask you about this. Yeah. Look, Cain is a, is a fucking UFC legend, okay? His daughter went to... Um, is it, place, is it is it for like, sh- uh, is it for sure his daughter or his niece? I, I just want to clarify. I I, I heard b- both. I don't, uh, I, yeah, I do. I, well, they said daughter on the podcast, but I did read an article that said okay, it was. I his just niece. don't want to. Yeah, Should we look that up? Let's I don't want to misquote that. 
either. Oh, you don't. <laughs> we're, we're about fact checking <laughs> I mean, right now, Garrett. You're you're missed the. I'm mis- trying to be better, but I'm working at being better. All right, all right. I love it. Let's see. It. I th- it looks like okay. his daughter. Either way, somebody. V- yeah, but I'm but I'm just strolling. I'm just like scrolling real quick through articles. Someone extremely close, extremely exactly. close to him. You're extremely close to him. Yeah, and a hundred. I was about to say times. it didn't happen one time, and I don't know where you come up with the, where the number a hundred comes. It just must have been multiple times. There's no way she was like keeping track. It just happened more than once, and that's fucking. Here's the problem with this, right? The problem is if somebody gets accused of something and they didn't do it and then people are chasing them down the freeway, running them off the road and shooting at them, that's obviously bad. 100%. But when it actually turns out to be the right person, fact, and you still do it, I almost feel like we need a new law that's, like, reasonable. I mean, to be honest... It was dangerous when Mike Tyson was in prison. Bro, I think it's going to be more dangerous when Kane is in prison for most inmates. It, he won't need any security, believe me. So he so tell me the exact details. The guy is the guy dead? The guy's not dead, right? No, no. I think that he uh Kane shot his dad. By but like not on purpose. Like he, he was obviously trying to shoot the guy. Is the dad, dad still alive? Ran the car off the road. I think he's, yeah, he's alive. He's alive. So it wasn't a murder. It was attempted murder. And, you know, the other guy was arrested. The pedophile was arrested. He's already denied the charges. His mother that ran the, um, you know, place that looked after the kids uh, has also denied it and been like, oh, he didn't do this. But you know what these, like, pedophile laws are like, dude? These guys get out real fast on basically everything. <laughs> it's, it's quite the... Which is, which is the biggest fucking injustice in our by far, by, justice by system. Far, by far. Dude, it's such a mess. In jail for, That's such a mess. people in jail for pot. I mean, could you... <sighs> could you just... <sighs> I don't want to get worked up, but could you imagine? It's like how... Would you calm down? How would you even listen to any reason if you found uh, this out? You would lose your fucking. Yeah, mind. I don't want to comment because this might. might <laughs> it, shouldn't there be like a justified mind? I feel like this might come. This could come back to haunt us. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, fuck it. I, That's I, how I feel I, on March eighth, twenty twenty-two. It's not good, bro. That's not, not good. even on the slightest. Uh, and and. Hopefully this guy gets brought to justice because when he goes to the Rikers or wherever the hell he's going to go, he's going to face the wrath. <laughs> but who knows? That is a, quite the story. It, it, it obviously is a bigger story since it's Kane, and Kane's such a freaking dominant dude. It's scary to think that you got that guy coming after you. <laughs> dude, he's, he's straight up one of the most dangerous <laughs> people in the world. Literally. Like, no doubt. Like, that is... That is a, a very reckless man right there. Not like, not that I think these people think about this before they molest right. children, but you know, bro, you could not have fucked up That's harder the wrong than that. Guy. 
And it's not like yeah. you don't. It's not like you don't yeah. know who that girl's mom or dad not, doesn't know who you, that her dad is or her uncle. There's no way you don't know that, right? Dude, Kane could go into a nightclub and walk from one side of it to the other, just <laughs> knocking people out. No one could stop He's, him. Like that's that's a real like human being. Bane from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically, yeah. It's so savage, and but it's it ah, oh, it's it's too much to even like cover. But it, like, you know, you have to you, we have mm-hmm. to talk about this, like. I don't know. Let's move on to something more hilarious, which is uh, Michael Bisping's Night Terrors, <laughs> which I think we can all agree, even for him, are uncomfortable, but would be quite hilarious to observe him waking up in a nightmare, running down the stairs, but falling naked. over, going outside, jumping on a wall naked, and then the neighbors mm. waking him up, and this happening multiple, multiple mm. times. That That has to be... Like, does he go to bed every night just going like, oh, oh shit, here we go. Uh, does, have you heard of that? I've heard of night terrors. I've heard of, I mean, I remember. St- I'm- yeah, my, my old roommate used to have night terrors and used to get very scared. I mean, she wouldn't, like, run out naked or do anything like that. But, like, it would be, is that, is that, you know, she'd be pretty upset. And is that what happened in Step Brothers? Step Brothers, would that be considered night night terrors when they get up and start... <laughs> No, no, that's just called regular sleepwalking. What's sli- what, what's night terrors yeah. defined as? I think it's when you're in a nightmare and you're also mm. sleepwalking. Yikes! I think the human, <laughs> the human brain. Wow, mm. it's, it sounds mm. dangerous. You don't want to live too close to a freeway. <laughs> Doesn't sound safe. <laughs> trying to. Trying to think if no. I've ever had any like walking around dreams like that. Not that I can remember. I've had some very vivid dreams, but not where I feel like I've woken up outside of my bed. I used to sleepwalk when yeah. I was a kid. I used to. Yeah, I'd walk around the house. My mom would like help me back to bed. I don't remember ever, but I guess I did that. So I I think it's pretty common. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that's got to be a little disturbing. It sounds like his wife knows how to handle it was, pretty I was good. Say, I wonder if Pfizer's come up with a drug to keep you down for the count. Oh, yeah, you should probably get a vaccine. <laughs> Let's make Let's that mandatory. Night. Give him a mandatory I mean, vaccine for night terrors, just in case, because we could all have night terrors and we could all run into the road. I had Velasquez running around with night terrors. Whew, you might want to get him a vaccine. You know? Mm-hmm. Probably a good idea. What about his surgeries? Ugh. Right? That freaks me out. Hearing about his getting his knees done, dude, every time. I was at Jiu-Jitsu um, right. yesterday, and I was thinking about... Um, nobody got my legs, but I was just, like, thinking about it because we were doing, like, these takedown mm-hmm. drills, and I was just, like, looking at people, like, sliding into the ground... And I'm like, uh, I feel like, like how strong are our kneecaps? Not that strong. I can tell you, I could have surgery on both my knees right now if if I had the time and money to do so. <laughs> oh, you got uh, knee I, pain? I just know. I literally every single time I go to the gym, I'm like, God, please keep me safe, just because I know that it's a thin veneer between 
I, I, to, and to be honest with you, I've been doing a lot more of those uh, knees over toes stuff because Joe's been talking about it. So I've been trying to really incorporate that stuff into my regiment, which I think is very beneficial. That, dude, I think I think everyone needs to find out where a good sled is. I right? need to find one. I want to start like pulling stuff. That's a benefit to it, like right? for sure. Yeah, because if that can strengthen it up, I don't. I just I'm forty right. now, right? Are you Not 40 yet, yet. I'm getting there. F- few, mo- few, close, more months, bro. few more months. Few more months. Are you gonna still be buying skateboards uh, when you're forty? I think so. Think? It's in God's hands, but I imagine that He'll develop a, 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 <laughs> a couple of skateboards for me. <laughs> but it makes me think, like at this age, like that, you know, stuff starts to right. break quick. It's like you can take it for granted. You can be like, oh, I'm not injured today, so I'm okay, but it's right. not 20. I will luck. say, after having this wrist situation, like I really bruised my wrist bad last night, and I was like icing it all day, and then I watched this video, and it, it came, I was thinking about the knees over toes guy, and I literally, all I've been doing is moving exercises, like moving it around, because I think blood flow to it is much more beneficial than just letting it sit stagnant. And even within the past like four or five hours, I've gotten so much more mobility from it. There's a lot of benefit to not doing that. That whole idea of that rice situation, I, that, that's a thing of the past. Oh, what you're talking about what? Rest? Compression. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot what the yeah. last one was, but that's all like archaic shit. Exercise? Uh, I don't think that's the word. That, but either way. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't know about I, – I like the cold right. plunge. I think that there's something to that, but I think that icing, you know, potentially might not be good. I, think, I don't know. I think it's all right, but I, me personally, right. I don't do it. If if something's really swollen, I just like elevate mm-hmm. it, and then, you know, if it's, I don't know if it, what would make me ice it. I mean, something like a break. If I broke something like snap my ankle and I was waiting to get to the hospital, I think maybe I would mm-hmm. ice that, Try and keep you know? But not just, like, aches right. and pains. No. I'm not doing that. This is not an ache or pain. This is a nice one, but it's not broken. I can still make a fist, so I feel good about it. Dakota would be D- Dakota mm-hmm. would be proud of me, man and up. Who would he? <laughs> He'd probably be <laughs> like, what? Shut, Shut up, nerd. I love that. Is being cheated on his eyes. Yeah, test. that is awesome. He just went and <laughs> he waited for the doctor to walk out of the room, memorize the, <laughs> the letters, and then when he came, that's smart. Dude. That's that's savvy, dude. How perfect <laughs> is good. that though? Like savvy. Then he came up with little codes. Like, how much of a champion are you to have to have? Like, think of all the stress that UFC fighters are under right. all the time. Cut weight, get ready for the fight. You name mm-hmm. all the things. Now he has the fake eye <laughs> test. Like what? That's pretty cool. That's pretty like, cool. You would think if it was me, I'd just be like, "Well, I guess it's time no, to retire nah. later." No, Not Bisping. I don't think that he questioned that for no. a second. Not at all. <clears throat> and he brought up crying. I think he three did. times. Which, which, like knowing. Like the kind of, you know, aggression and energy Bisbing brings into any situation. That's actually a really 
fucking cool, humble thing that he wanted to talk about. Because it was real, he did it, and also he wasn't ashamed of it at all. He was like that. Not to mention, Joe's like, you're the only guy that does not worry about pain. Like, you're one of the top five dudes that just is like, pain threshold is not there. You know what I mean? Dude, Bisbing's mental toughness is is ridiculous. That's not a thing for you. When your body just falls apart around you. And your mind's still there. It's. That's big. Yeah. I mean, it's one of two things. Either your body sucks or your just brain is so go forward hungry. And you you don't need to question it with Bisbane because he was doing it with one eye. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, I just got over my knee pain. It's like I was blind and I still. I had a hangnail. Dude, I was so pumped when he won the right. UFC um, light heavyweight belt. I mean, it it almost felt to me like the end of his career. Like, I remember him fighting Luke, rock home. He'd already lost to him. I was like, Luke's a beast. Luke could probably beat him again. And no disrespect to Bisping. It's just like, you know, sometimes you watch people and they're, they're on a roll. They're winning a lot. They're the new guy. You're like, oh, this other person's been in a long time. It was just like a thought that I had, and then bam, out of nowhere, knocks him out, wins. I was like, "Gee, what a perfect Love like it. icing on the cake to that Love resume." It. Love it, oh, champion, dude. dude. He couldn't be more passionate about champion. what he's doing. It was unreal to be willing to go blind. <laughs> what are you willing to go blind for, Garrett? Me, zero things. Mm. Uh, I, I couldn't pinpoint one right at this second, but if if it decided between somebody else's life and me losing one eye, I could maybe give you an eye. I mean, <laughs> it would be something like that, right? It would be like your your uh, wife dies or you're blind or your kids die and we uh, take your eye. Obviously, yeah, you're I'll not give you one. It. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I'll give you one eye. Oh, you can have one eye. <laughs> One eye, I'll give you one eye per baby. If both, if, if both babies yeah. are going to live, I'll give you both eyes. <laughs> oh, God. All right, last thing I want to cover is something that's happening across the board that I don't understand. Why can they take the yachts off the building? Oh, I saw that. Just because they're Russian? I think that... So it's like if, if someone invaded America and had more power than um, Americans, mm-hmm. right? It was like a bigger country or a group of countries. They could just take, like, Elon Musk's shit and, like, Jeff Bezos' well, stuff. And, and this is me not knowing, but I feel like those waters may not be international waters, so they feel I, I'm making this up as I go along. But this is because I know they're trying to move it to the Maldives is what they said, correct? So, so yeah, yeah, because they don't so have extradition. So I'm thinking that the waters that the boats are in right now may be controlled by the U.S. That would that would be the only assumption, right? Well, no, I get, I get how they can do it, maybe like in that way, but but overall, they've like freeze their assets across the board, and it's like, is that how it works? Mm. You just get to That's do that. Question. I think we're maybe, <laughs> like it. It just if, if, seems. If, if, it seems like an interesting... These past, past two years like, haven't proved anything to you. We're just kind of making the rules up as we go. 
<laughs> oh, God. Bring on the a UFOs, people. Come on. We're all in now. It's like we've just pushed all our chips right. in the middle of the table. And we're like, universe, give us give us yeah, whatever that, you got. All right. Like, we what's need the to, law? We need all right. Just let's just make on. a new law. That seems to be the <laughs> name of the game at this point. But whatever. Who knows? Who even knows? Who even knows? Well, that's it for this week. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, putting up with us. And we appreciate you. Um, next week, who we got? We got the beast yeah, so me. far. Looking I'm forward excited. to that one. YouTube phenomena. For that cat. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll see who else there is. But thank you, as always. Follow Garrett on Instagram. Don't follow me. Um, email us with any questions. And as always, we love you for tuning in. We appreciate you and stay safe. Peace and love, family. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.